Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, the podcast with all women talking all football. You can check us out on the web at HerFantasyFootball.com or follow us on Twitter at HerFantasyFootball. After a month-long drama, you now can find us on iTunes. Woo! I'm seriously freaking out. Just put in Her Fantasy Football. We're under Her Fantasy Football podcast. You can hear, hear us every week. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. We're a little late starting our show today because we had an interview with Fantasy Football Counselor. Make sure you check him out at, at FF Counselor. Thank you, Todd. It was a fun time talking fantasy with you. And now we can uh, start off the show with some football. More money, more problems, Ashley? More money, more problems. And there were lots of problems this week. Uh- <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love the season getting started and already shit's going down. I love it. Um, Mr. Von Ivan, the Von Fami, Von Miller, suspended. It was originally thought to be four games. It got bumped up to six games, no doubt, for uh, what we talked about last week with, uh, you know, getting in trouble at the gun shop because of his (laughs) worn out for his arrest. But he was suspended for six games. Um, at one point, they thought that maybe he would try to appeal it, and that was kind of, you know, not going to happen anymore. Uh, the reason why he was flagged was for diluted sample, which interesting. I didn't know that was part of the whole thing, is if you have a diluted sample, that that counts as a failure. And uh, he said that they spilt the sample when he was asked to provide another one. He apparently could not. Apparently, Von Miller cannot pee on cue. Um, And apparently DJ Williams also could not pee on cue when he spilled his sample a few years back. So uh, he was also suspended. So I wonder if that's where uh, Vaughn got that from. But so he's suspended. So that's the big news for the Broncos. We also had uh, the Houston Texans defensive end Antonio Smith swing his helmet at uh, Miami Dolphins Richie Incognito. Apparently a lot of people hate Incognito, which I wasn't quite aware of. (laughs) Um, But they really don't like him. And, you know, with him, he also just also got in trouble because he was involved in some hotel incident as well. So he's already on the hot seat. You know, Smith has been saying that I'm disappointed that I let him get to me and that I actually took my helmet off and swung it at him. I mean, I hope that you're disappointed with yourself that you physically took your helmet off and swung it at him. Oh, he took he took his helmet <laughs> Tell, off. Yeah, and swung, and swung it, it at him. him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's quite the film. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There was a moment where maybe you should have thought twice about that, but you know, it's entertaining at least. But you know, <laughs> he's not the only one that hates them. So I'm guessing Incognito is just on the hot list. Um, Sanchez is, has gone on record to say that he assumes Smith will start on Saturday. It's kind of sad. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and then the linebacker for the Chicago Bears, Bostic, was fined 21000 for a hit on Mike Wallace. So we're already getting those big hits. We're already getting suspensions. And the season hasn't even started yet, kids. So it's fun. I'm excited. It's going to be a great year for it's some football. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Well, this week on our show, we are going to go by position and discuss our tiers of players and ask some serious fantasy questions. We will start off with the men that lead on the field, but not always in fantasy points, the quarterbacks. But almost always in fantasy points. Almost always, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a nine times out of ten kind of situation. Uh, yeah, so, you know, 
basically, there's a definite top tier at the position. There's the Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, Manning, and Newton. And I know some of you say, how dare you put Cam Newton in this category? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> These guys are classic Hall of Famers. And then there's Cam and Cam. Mr. Suggestion Box himself. Uh, However, I try and I try. (laughs) Real football (laughs) and fantasy football are two different things. Cam Newton is is a running quarterback. He is he is in that top tier. Sorry, it's it's indisputable. But out of these five guys who are considered the creme de la creme of the fantasy football draft, who are you aiming for? If you're aiming for one of these top guys, where would you draft them and why? Ugh. My heart says Peyton Manning just because I'm a Broncos fan and I love him. But my brain says Aaron Rodgers. But we all know I love Aaron Rodgers as well. So that's heart and brain with Aaron. <laughs> but, Is it really your brain or heart, Ashley? There's, you know, there's a Is whole there lot of parts of my part? There's a lot of parts of my body saying Aaron Rodgers. Hello, hello. Um, Lord. <laughs> Technically, Drew Brees was the highest scoring QB last season um, as far as, you know, fantasy points, followed up by Aaron Rodgers and then Tom Brady. Um, but I'm still saying Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I'm tempted to say Tom Brady just because I think he will have that kind of, you know, fuck you year to all the doubters out there that have been like, he's got no one to throw to. It's Brady's, you know, a joke. It's like he's still Tom Brady, people like come on now and so I think he's probably gonna have a killer year you know I'm nervous you know that Gronk and Amendola will stay healthy and you know and I'm hopeful with Greg Jennings departure that you know other Packer receivers will top up their game and that Aaron Rodgers will be the choice I'm really all about that Tom Brady pick I you know I was so sick of those he has no weapons talk all priests so, you know I yeah. just it's ridiculous he's a 90% completion percentage in the preseason people he's a hall of famer I mean he makes targets off. I have really nothing else to say about that <laughs> other than stop it just stop the hate and why isn't anyone saying this about the Colin Kaepernick's of the world we'll get to the next tier but uh, if anyone ha- that doesn't have targets can make targets it is tom brady what about you courtney you know i after reading this question i I literally changed my mind three times i like started my paragraph off oh it's gonna be drew Brees. oh just kidding aaron Rodgers. oh you know and this is the exact reason why i'm gonna wait on a quarterback and pick up a second tier quarterback um if I had to go with the first tier, I'm going to go with Peyton Manning. You know, he scored a touchdown in every game, over 200 yards in every game. And consistency to me, after having uh, Joe Flacco or Eli oh. Manning, oh. I, I really thrive on that. So I would go Peyton, <laughs> but again, you know, I'm waiting. Yeah, I feel She's that way waiting. about Tom Brady, too. Whenever I have him in a league, I... I, I relax a little bit because at least there's one position that's done with any of these guys at least there's one position you don't have to worry about on the waiver wire you can just chill i got this guy yeah he's starting every week i don't even have to look at it he's starting he might not run in for the touchdowns that's fine but he's going to throw those touchdowns and he's going to throw the ball and that's all i need absolutely and you know what Um, The second tier is all about those second-year studs, like Griffin, Wilson, Luck, Kaepernick, although he's really, you know, technically not a second-year, but everyone treats him as such. We'll get into that later, I'm sure. Uh, And then there's the less sexy picks, like Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Tony Romo. So are you going to pick up something that's, like, sexy, like a new toy, or are you going to go more tried and true? What about you, Courtney? You know, this is the thing. This is – I – 
I hope that this is going to win me a fantasy championship right here. I, I'm not going sexy. Ooh. I'm not going sexy on my quarterback. Now, you know, I just I want somebody that I can count on. Um, I, I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's he's great. I believe he's the most underrated quarterback this year. I I'm excited to pick him up later and and win the fantasy championship with him. Well, that's what I did with Matt Ryan last year. And I, I stick by that in the family league. I waited. I picked up Matt Ryan. He was not a sexy pick. But I said, gosh, he has Julio Jones, Roddy White, Tony Gonzalez. There's no reason for him not to get points. And when you think like that, it's the same thing with Matt Stafford. If you have Megatron, you're exactly. not going to zero out. You're not going to have a hideous game no matter what. And really with quarterbacks, as long as I'm getting consistent play, I still feel like I can have a championship. Yeah. You know, Brian, I am shocked, first of all, that you didn't pick your lover, Russell Wilson. Well, he is my number one out of the second year guys. <laughs> and did you see his GQ uh, spread? Stop I did it. not. He's in I, sweaters, and it's I, unbelievable. Uh, this, this it's sexy cozy. fall sweater, is he? Oh, it's cozy. cozy. <laughs> it's warm. Oh. Or is that me? Mm, I don't for know. For those damp Seattle days. Holy mm. smokes, people. Holy better, smokes. Better than the naked Kaepernick spread? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm shocked, but uh, I'm a little nervous about Russell Wilson and the sophomore season slump. Um, I'm a little less nervous after the total beatdown they gave my Broncos last week, but um, I can't go Stafford. Too injury prone for me, and I, and I know it's been a while. I just that one season where it was like literally he went down like every game. I just I, I haven't gotten over it yet. I need to. Mm. I'm aware of this. I need to get over it because I agree with you, Courtney. I think he's definitely a little undervalued from where he's going, but I, I can see that. And I definitely can't go Romo. Anything that is tied with Jerry Jones is bad juju for me, period. <laughs> Just bad, bad juju. Uh, um, we were, you know, leading the league all year in my work average with RG3, but his injury still makes me slightly nervous there too. So uh, Matt Ryan is stacked. So he's a good choice. Uh, I don't know. I guess if I had to choose, I would choose either you know, Matt Ryan or RG3. I think I need another, I need another week of preseason to see RG3's health to really, truly make that choice. Do you mm. like how I'm, I'm delaying answering on that mm, one? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the biggest comment <laughs> I've ever heard. That was a non-answer. You actually, it was a non-answer. I need another week. I need another week. You that's what, that's what this week is for. And then made no choice. I was giving my reasons why I wouldn't pick some of them. Okay. Well, <laughs> one of the reasons you wouldn't pick them is because of injuries, which is why you need a good backup, right? So here's the deal. We listed the studs and, and then we listed the second tier. And then you're in this like interesting backup territory, unless you're in a 14 team league, which of course, you know, that's a little bit different. Who is your number one pick after the first 12? Now my pick is really deep, but you know, I'm, I'm going Alex Smith with the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> Back and with their Chiefs. I know, I know. I mean, you can get him so deep in your draft if he, you know, even goes that it's, I think... I think he's a steal. I mean, I, his his coaches are really into him saying he's going to be the best quarterback in the NFL in 2013. <laughs> best, um, the best. I mean, you know, I, that sure. clearly is funny. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think he's a really good pickup. I mean, this excitement around the Chiefs. I'm just like on the bandwagon. I'm just, I like red. I'm just like, oh, Alex Smith is, Alex Smith is my sexy, poor second quarterback. There you go. For anyone who has go, hasn't gone to our site, go to our site and please check out 
Courtney's adorable daughter Genevieve's picture in her little Chief's outfit, hysterically <laughs> crying with a balloon. It's like sad, sad Chief season. It was sort of the vintage Matt or Matt vintage. Castle, you know, yeah. vintage. Jersey. I like that. You should take a different picture this year when the Chiefs are doing well. Oh, well, I'm sure her father will be getting her an Alex Smith jersey in no time. I love it. Well, you know, it's interesting. We were, as we said, we um, did the podcast with a fantasy football counselor, and one of his sleeper picks is actually one of the guys that I like as a backup, which is Andy Dalton, Cincinnati. He's like Matt Ryan for me this year, uh, because last year Matt Ryan was more of a Andy Dalton type pick where it's okay. So he's not sexy. He's not flashy, but man, he has all the weapons in the world. This guy has got to do something. So I think, you know, he's going a little bit higher these days because I don't think that I'm alone on this opinion, but he's definitely, I would have him before Eli and big Ben any day, any day of the week as a backup. I disagree. Brennan gingers are sexy. (laughs) And I, (laughs) Yes, looking. Yes, I agree with you, Brandon. I like Andy Dalton quite a bit. I like him a lot. I think with the hard knocks and, you know, that stain from last year, there'll be, you know, there's going to be something to prove. And other than him, I kind of like Brandon Whedon, again, on my ginger bandwagon. Um, I know, I know, it's the Browns. Uh, but I really think with North Turner um, joining that, you know, offense, it's going to make a big difference this team for the year. And so I think when in doubt, draft a ginger. I don't want to overreact to preseason, but I definitely have only enjoyed Cleveland Brown games. So exciting. Uh, who <laughs> I know. They're the only people playing. Everyone else is kind of like, eh, but they're like really playing. And it's kind of fun. And a few weeks ago, I had to cover the Browns. I was like, wah, wah. This will take two seconds. And now I'm like, yeah, the Browns, man. That's where it's at. We could have a whole show Love about it. the Browns. <laughs> but unfortunately, we're not going to tonight. We're going to go ahead and move on to the wide receiver position. Ashley, you want to fill us in what's going on? Yeah, you know, this is, you know, perhaps the toughest position to draft. Um, not only is it extremely hard to predict who will perform this year, you have to decide with, you know, what statistic matters to you. You know, Calvin Johnson led the league in yards. He had 204 targets with 122 receptions. And he had only scored five touchdowns, which, which is crazy when you think about that. I mean, he's the leading receiver and only scored five touchdowns. Whereas James Jones had the most touchdowns with 14 in the league, yet only caught the ball 64 times. So, you know, you know, what do you look at when picking the best wide receiver? Total yards, touchdowns, average yard per catch, yards after the catch. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to think about when it comes to wide receiver position. So... When you take all of that into consideration, there's essentially three tiers. You know, the top tier, you're always starting no matter what, what team they're playing for, no matter what team they're playing against, no question you're starting them. And then there's the second team, you're almost always starting. And then there's the third tier, you're rotating based on matchups. You know, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I think you missed the tier before the first tier, which is Megatron. He's like, <laughs> right, he's lingering right Megatron. on top of all the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree he's like a, a clear number one, but I think it gets a bit murky as to who you would pick after that. So, I mean, out of those guys, other than Megatron, you know, who'd you pick? I mean, Brandon Marshall, I feel, is a sure bet. I mean, you can't – I know Chicago's trying to switch up their offense, but you cannot break up that bromance that's going on between no. Cutler and Marshall. Um, if anything, I think the confusion on what the heck they're doing is going to even open up Marshall that much more. Um, for him to catch the ball. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the Brandon Marshall um, bandwagon. I like it. You know yeah. what? I, um, I, w- I also put down Brandon Marshall. And you know what? I, I 
don't care that I'm not original because it's true. <laughs> yeah. But I don't just, you hate yourself a little bit for choosing him? You know, like a little piece. He was like, ah, Brian Marshall. I mean, it's not going to be a fun game to watch because I'm going to be cursing out Cutler the whole time. Cutler. But, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not picking him to be my boyfriend. I'm picking him to get me some fantasy points on my team. And I'll tell you why. My only thing that I'm debating here is I don't think Julio Jones is a top-tier guy. I don't feel comfortable with that at all. Last year, he had a lot of really subpar games. And same thing with the James Jones intro. Trust me, you don't want James Jones, people. That guy is a letdown. He is either going to get you 100 points or he's going to get you zero. He is zeroed out. He is a no-go for me. But anyway, I, I feel like I'd rather have Roddy White than Julio Jones. Really? Yeah, I like him. I like Roddy. He's a solid go-to. You know, what I like about the top 10 receivers is that they're all so talented, and any one of them could be the second-best receiver in the league, you know, with a good year. Maybe I should say third-best. I think Brandon Marshall's got that kind of pretty locked up. I don't know. Do you like how I'm not how I'm saying Calvin's number one, period? He's just number one. <laughs> like, like, it's not even a question that he's with the number one receiver. Um, anyway, I'd be happy with any of these guys. Vincent Jackson isn't the sexiest choice but i think he has a lot of upside too with him this year i mean to put things in perspective calvin johnson scored 223 fantasy points last year and he was the top receiver behind him was brandon marshall 216 and there was only five running backs that scored more points than that um now ap scored 309 points and that's you know quite a bit more and arian foster doug martin were in you know the 260s that's quite a big difference still so that difference can be whether or not you make the playoffs. So with that said, um, if you can't get one of those top running backs, um, when the gap starts to happen, would you jump ship from the running back draft train and select Calvin Johnson? Yeah. I would say, well, I would say the top 12 running backs. Once they're gone, I pick up Calvin Johnson. I pick up Jimmy Graham. I pick up Aaron Rodgers. To me, I mean, David Wilson is just, I can't. He's, he's my line in the sand. Once he's the best available on whatever draft sheet, I'm jumping ship from the running backs. And that's kind of where it is. You know, they, the, then it's the David Wilson, Darren McFadden, crazy train area. And I just, I'm getting off there. And I think that's, I think that's smart. I just think, I think he's going to go earlier than that. You know, I think he's going to go right yeah. about after Marshall Lynch. I think he's going to go probably about the eight, eighth pick. It's the 10th pick in your draft. So I think some people are going to pick him up with this, their first pick if they're late in, in the rotation. So, um, I mean, I think everybody wants him on their team. I just don't think it's going to come back around if you are the first or second, third, fourth um, um, selection. So I think he's going too high. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, my brother-in-law had a draft last weekend, and he had the eighth pick, and he got Doug Martin and... The eighth pick? And Calvin Johnson. Wow. What? And I said, well, you're welcome. You just want a league. Yeah. yeah. I was like, let's call, him, let's call him the winner now. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Some people, a lot of people are in drafts that not everyone is paying attention to fantasy football experts. So they're just drafting people they like or whatnot. So we're, you know... It seems like this is a worthless conversation because we're like, oh, yeah, Calvin Johnson will be gone. Well, everyone I know got Calvin Johnson in the second round. It's nuts. It's great. Well, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think part of the reason, you know, and I think that's smart because when you look historically over, you know, in general, 20, that's 12, 12, 14 of the top scoring players were quarterbacks. Five were running backs and only Megatron 
was on that list. I mean, only one receiver. So, I mean, you really shouldn't be going receivers in that first round. I mean, period. You know, but with that said, and people's, like, weird perceptions, you know, people seem to have this love affair with Des Bryant. And do you guys feel this is justified? And, you know, at the same time, you know, Andre Johnson and Vincent Jackson, good question as to whether they'll be able to produce this year because they're getting older, you know, and is that fair? Is it not fair? I mean, you know, Andre's 32, Vincent Jackson's 30. I mean, what do you guys think? I'm going to address the old question. I feel like because I'm the oldest, that's only fair. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, is it fair? Yeah, sure. Is it accurate? No, not really. I mean, Steve Smith and Reggie Wayne are 34, and they had their best, some of their best seasons last year and the year before. I, I, you know, I mean, other than Reggie Wayne the year before because Peyton was gone, and that was just a disaster. But, uh, you know, people are lasting a lot longer. You know, Wes Welker's 32, Roddy White's 31. I'm okay with these guys. I'm okay with it. I mean, Wes Welker's hurt, but I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, it's a different league now. It's more about your durability than your actual age. I agree. I agree. I mean, to Des Bryant, he had six games where he scored less than 10 points. Three games under two points. <laughs> I mean, God, I don't know why people like, think, oh, all of a sudden, Tony Romo has a new arm. The Dallas Cowboys are just a completely different team, and Des Bryant's going to be the star of the NFL. I don't get it. I'm not there. Um, Good luck to you if you draft him, is all I have to say. I'm not on that bandwagon at all. Um, you know, Johnson only had four touchdowns last year, and that's, that's a problem with fantasy. Um, but I, think, I don't think that his age is, is going to have a problem. I don't think his age is going to have anything to do with his ability this year. I, I still draft him high. Vincent Jackson is the man. Um, I can really put myself behind him. I, I, I like what he's doing in Tampa Bay. And, you know, 30 isn't that old. I'm with Brandon. It's really just not that old anymore. Right, ladies? Not. You guys should know. You're, you're in your 30s, yeah, we're right? 30s. I'm not there. I'm so much younger. So I will totally yes. fight punches. <laughs> so much younger. <laughs> with a helmet. Right? You're welcome. With a helmet. Uh, I'm going to take you. Uh, yeah. That's what you get. Crack it across 20s. your own face. Ugh. Smokes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't say Des is overrated per se i mean I agree with you because i mean he did score the third most points slash fantasy points last year you know i mean it didn't seem like it when you're watching the season you know like you're saying courtney when he's having games with like two points or less and then he just blows up some game and it's so frustrating about him and, and you lost some matchups because of des you you know you won a couple weeks because of him but you also lost some because of him and you know the the big thing to point out about him is that he scores a lot of touchdowns so I mean, only James Jones and Eric Decker scored more touchdowns than Des Bryant, but they had less yardage. You know, now, now for Vincent Jackson, Andre Johnson, you know, lay off these guys. Andre was considered old last year, and he had the second most yards. You know, a few more touchdowns his way, and, you know, he'd be the second receiver, period. And, you know, and we all know who's to blame for that. Right. Job. Right. Period. <laughs> Nine times and that's not ten. just because I don't like him. But, um, and he's... And Vincent Jackson didn't have quite as much yards as Andre, but he had double the touchdowns. And I think that will go up this year. Like you're saying, Corey, there's a ton of upside for Vincent Jackson. You know, these two guys are still legit top tier guys. So stop questioning it, period. You know, just stop it. Yeah, I mean, I think outside of that tier, you know, you're going to be looking at Danny Armadillo. Um, excuse me, Armadillo. Is that right? 
something similar to that. Amandola. Amandola. Yeah. Dwayne Bowe's there, you know. Reggie. Armadilla. 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 Got crazy there. It's going to get laid out Uh, like an armadillo on the field. Yeah, I know we're all huge fans of Dwayne Bowe. I just think we all think he's going to have a great year to pick up late. So definitely keep an eye out on him. Um, What about those running backs, Brandon? Well, I think it's the same kind of deal. We're talking about, like, the top ten um, I think you can even go into top 12, but let's just focus on the top 10. So we're talking the, you know, obviously Adrian Peterson is the number one pick. Don't get cute. And if you're not the number one person, just accept that you're not going to get him. And you shouldn't. I'm sorry. He's like by far the best fantasy football player, period. Um, so let's talk about the next nine. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's Arian Foster, Marshawn Lynch, Ray Rice, Doug Martin, Jamal Charles, C.J. Spiller, Trent Richardson, Alfred Morris, and LaShawn McCoy are the people that we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, and, and it depends on the size of your league if you're going to take QBs or wide receivers early, but they're pretty much your first round. So out of those guys, who's your primary target round one? Oh, I like all of them. It's like going into a donut shop and just asking, I want to, you choose. You know, I just, the first few <laughs> are a little beat up. But you can't pass them up. My money is on Charles and the Chiefs. Uh, I'm a Chiefs yeah, girl. God, I'm a Chiefs girl tonight. It's disgusting. Yeah. Ugh. Something wrong. But I'm drinking the red juice. Um, I've, got, I've got faith for the Chiefs this year. For me, it's Marshawn Lynch. Listen, last two seasons, he's been amazing. And, uh, you know, Pete Carroll wants to lean on him, will continue to lean on him. So does beautiful Russell Wilson in his cozy little sweater that... Who knows what's going on in there? And uh, I'm into it. I'm into him. I think he's going at the right place. He's my guy. He's your guy. You know, I have a hard time rooting for Marshawn Lynch. And it's probably the girl in me because there are such cuter faces out there. And guys that scored more fantasy points than him. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's rough. It's rough to watch. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But if you like cute faces, why aren't you on the Cam Newton bandwagon? He's cute. <sighs> he, he is cute, but you know, I mean, sorry to go suggest- off track. But. His whole suggestion box just really threw it for me. But <laughs> fair enough. Um, you know, Marshawn Lynch had the fourth most fantasy points last year, with only AP, Arian Foster, and Doug Martin ahead of him. So I mean, I think that's a legit, you know, option, Brandon. I, I guess. My pick would be, you know, Arian Foster just because he he's tried and true. But then again, there's like Martin who, you know, was only literally one point behind him of total fantasy points all season, one point behind, you know, Foster. Um, you know, he's a little less injury prone than Arian. Foster, you know, he also isn't a vegan like Foster, but ugh. Still going Foster. Gosh, Ashley, you need to grow a vagina and make some decisions. <laughs> I'm going Foster. I said Foster. Okay. Right, Foster. All right. Well, here's the problem. After that, it gets a little bit dicier. The next chunk of players, I'm going to list some players, and you're going to tell me if you're going to even draft them at all based on injuries. Uh, and then the old people, NFL-wise, and, and tell me who you like. This riskier but could be awesome players. We've got Maurice Jones-Drew from Jacksonville. Darren McFadden from Oakland, DeMarco Murray from Dallas, Frank Gore from San Francisco, or Chris Johnson from Tennessee? This is my nightmare question. I don't want any of them, but (laughs) um, (laughs) I guess I'm going to go with my little pocket rocket, um, MJD. You know, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars don't have much else really going on, you know, and secondly, MJD has been a top five back in the last few years. You know, in 2011, he had 
the third most fantasy points. You know, 2010, he slipped to 12. But in 2009, he was third again. I mean, he's pretty consistently at the top, and he was out, like, basically all last year. You know, granted, you could make a similar argument for Chris Johnson, um, but he screwed me too much last year for me to pick him in this question. So it's just, it's just too soon. It's too soon. MGD. I'm a Frank Gore girl. Mm. This guy has had two straight seasons with 16 games in a row. You know, they're, they're really kind of metering his work, but he's really good after he's been uh, after the contact. So uh, I, I'm into him. I think he, he's outside of the top 10, which makes him a great value because I think he could, he's going to end up in the top 10. You know, I'm, I'm going crazy here. I'm picking Chris Johnson. What? Now, I know, I know a lot of you are cursing me out right now because he screwed you over and yep. over and over again. Yep. But I'm saying this is going to be the year it's going to be nice to lay down for Chris Johnson. That's what I'm saying. I think that he has something to prove this year. I think he can win the game for you. Uh, and if he's your last player to play... You don't really rely on him to bring you to the victory, per se. So, like, he's the dicey one. So, he's your second running back. Um, he's going to make you a lot of points. But if he's your last player to play, I wouldn't bank uh, winning the game on him. But I like him. I think he's drafting low enough that you can get him, and he's going to be of good value this year. I think any of these guys are probably pretty decent value because they're going low enough. But ugh. They're all former studs. They've just got some dings. Right. You know, Dings. so you, you, you can't feel terrible, but you also don't feel great. Right. And speaking of guys that you're going to either feel really great or really terrible about, we've got some newbies out there. So I'm going to name some people, and then I'm going to name you former studs that have changed teams. And I want to know, which way are you taking a chance this year? Because you've got to do one or the other at this point in the, in the draft, okay? So there's the new people, the rookies. We've got Monty Ball in Denver. Eddie Lacy, Green Bay, or Giovanni Bernard in Cincinnati. And then there's the former players that have changed teams but used to be studs. Well, Chris Ivory was never really a stud. But he is like in the Jets. They're a big man on like campus with the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad, right? That says so much about the Jets. There's Reggie Bush for Detroit, Ahmad Bradshaw for Indianapolis, and Richard Mendenhall in Arizona. So which way are you guys leaning? Um... I'm going to start. I'm sad that LaVon Bell is hurt from Pittsburgh. He was actually a rookie that I was, you know, keeping my eye on. And I thought, oh, great, he's going to get a lot of work. And now he's down and out. So that's the news, ladies. Do not draft LaVon Bell. He will not be starting the season. Just don't do it. Uh, however, I think that, you know, Reggie Bush to me is like the clear-cut winner so I'm not even going to go there I'm going to go with Chris Ivory I know I made a joke about it but he's the only player on the Jets that I would even remotely draft so I have to give him a minor shout out because I live here I was going to say you get a little stench over there you got to pick a Jets guy because it feels so bad I Um, can't get hate mail I'm going to pick the obvious choice, Reggie Bush. I mean I think the man's a monster and he's cute too, that doesn't hurt um you know, I, I, he can catch, he can run, he can do pretty much anything. And with Megatron on his team, the two of them, I think, are going to work really well together to increase both of their fantasy points. So I'm on, I'm on Detroit's bandwagon with the Reggie Bush. I think it was a really good pickup for them. You know, I, I'm not sure I really want to draft any of these guys, per se. I'm not I sure mean, if you even want to be in a draft, Ashley, this yeah, year. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I just... We've fit people I'm not loving, but I can tell you that I'm not going anywhere near Mendenhall. 
or Bradshaw. Bradshaw will be used as a goal line guy. I think there's going to be a little confusion about how they're going to go about using him. And he's going to have a couple big games, and they're going to want to start him, and then you're going to be furious because he barely gets into the games or he gets hurt, and you're going to be mad. It's too risky. It's too frustrating. Don't do it. I originally chose LeVon Bell, but like Brandon said, I mean, he's out for six weeks minimum at this point. They're getting a second opinion, but he's essentially out, so don't draft him. So I'm going to go with Courtney, which only leaves really Reggie Bush. Plus, nobody famous is going to Detroit, so we don't have to worry about like, a Kardashian effect with Reggie Bush out in Detroit. So I think that's a right. pretty solid choice. I think he's with someone that looks exactly like Kim Just Kardashian. Like her. Yeah. It's yeah. creepy. It it's is so really true. creepy. They're pregnant at the same time. I mean, weird. It's weird. It was very weird. I will say the problem is, Ashley, you don't want to draft any of these guys, but then the only people left are running back by committees uh, or handcuffs. So let's talk about those. Once you get past these guys, who do you draft? Would you draft like a D'Angelo Williams from Carolina or a Mark Ingram from New Orleans where it's kind of a draft by committee, scary territory? Or do you just start picking up backups for your starters? Do you just start picking up the Tate for Foster, the Dunbar for DeMarco Murray? What are you doing in this situation in the draft? What, do you, what are you going to do, Brandon? I'm, first of all, I'm taking a chance on D'Angelo Williams because Jonathan Stewart is not coming back anytime soon. I don't see that happening. Uh, they keep having really weird reports about that. So that guy I would take a chance on. You know, I, I start... These are the guys that I never keep on my bench for very long. I'm a big waiver wire girl. I trade out a lot. So I say, eh, this person's better, and I just drop them. So I get a little... I probably would take a Tate to a Foster or a Dunbar to a Murray if I've drafted those people for sure. Yeah, I don't really... Um... I don't really love handcuffs per se because you're really banking on somebody getting hurt, which is a, a good option if you're, you know, going to pick up Ryan Matthews. I think then handcuffing yourself to Danny Woodhead is the obvious and only choice there. There's really not a point in handcuffing yourself with a running back every single game. So I think it's just kind of a waste of a roster spot. So I would at least go the running back by committee guy that gives you at least a shot of a couple of points. I'm on the handcuffs, not just in the bedroom. But on the field. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking that. about handcuffs, let's go to the tight ends because this is, uh, we could do the injury report right now and all we could talk about was tight ends. <laughs> um, it's crazy. But, you know, our top tier guys, obviously, Jimmy Graham is just kind of like the Megatron of the tight ends where it's just he's going early. Um, you got Jason Witten, Davis, Gonzalez, Gronkowski, Olsen. I mean, we, you know, the top guys are healthy. It's the guys right below them that aren't. Um, I mean, out of the top tier tight ends, other than Jimmy Graham, who would you draft higher than the sixth round? Jason Witten. End of discussion. I think I'm aiming for him in every draft that I have. I love him. If you're in a PPR league, stop yourself. You don't want anyone else. He had 110 passes last year that he caught, and that was a record. Just, I know Jerry Jones says he wants to do a two tight end that just means more tight end action that just means more jason witten get in get in now you know jerry tends to get what jerry wants you know but even with that i would only consider tony gonzalez or gronk as far as that goes brandon loves witten i I can see it but you know the difference in fantasy points last year between tony who scored the third most points and witten who had the fifth most points was 20 points you know and and that's enough for me to wait you know till round six for romo's bestie yeah, I think I'm going to wait. I mean, I, 
I still like Gates. Mm. What? I know, I know. I could take him until he retires, seriously, which might be at the end of this year. I mean, <laughs> I'm really, uh, I, I think. I think Vernon Davis is overrated. Um, I think Gronkowski's not going to make it the whole season. Um, you know, Daniels, Rudolph. I mean, I think they all kind of go into one little category myself. So Owen I think Daniels I, has really made me angry for so many years. <laughs> that, and it's uh, why I, I now uh, think of tight ends a little bit earlier because Owen Daniels lost me so many games. Right. He's one of those players for me. I'm a bad person. Yeah, and I, that's how I feel is if you don't get the first four guys, you know, you're really, you really, you could go, you could hold off, really. You know, it yeah. does, it kind of just, I put him in the top tier, but really it's just kind of yeah. goes off after Gronkowski, you know, Witten and, and Davis. But with that said, after a game like Jordan Cameron had Thursday night against Detroit last week, whom else do you feel comfortable not in the top tier picking up if you draft an injured or old starter? I mean, you have Witten, who's 31, Gonzalez, 37, Daniels, 30, Gates, 33. You know, Gronkowski, Gronkowski is out at least one game, maybe more. You know, who would you pick? Can I just say really quickly that I'm really glad the NFL is, like, getting a little older because now it's, I won't have to, like, rob the cradle when I marry someone. <laughs> I like it. Nice. That is outrageous. <laughs> and I like it. Yep. So I like this Zags, Zach Sudfeld from the New England Patriots. I originally said Jared Cook from St. Louis. I don't even know if that's exciting. But this Sudfeld guy, you know, I feel like he's taking over the Aaron Hernandez position. And um, I'm into it. I think that he's going to be a top 10 guy easily. So I would definitely look for him as one of the late people that's going to be the best value. Yeah, I think for me, one of the late people is Fred Davis from the Washington Redskins. You know, I think RG3 will use them a lot more this year. You know, he's healthy. He got injured in the seventh game last year. I think people kind of forgot about him. And I, I, I think he's going to sneak in. You know, he's, he's big. You know, he's 27 years old, so he's a little bit younger. But he's 6'4", 247. Um, and he's had a really great training camp. You know, so I, my money's on him. Yeah, you know, I, I really like Jordan Cameron a lot. Uh, but you said other than Cameron um, and the apparent Browns bad wagon that I'm apparently on right now. But I guess <laughs> I'd maybe go uh, Jermichael Finley. Uh, he didn't have the best year last year. But in 2011, he was the fifth highest scoring tight end. Um, and with, you know, Aaron's receivers, you know, kind of show a moment of butterfingers like they tend to do. He tends to go to Finley quite a bit, who's a little, slightly, I'm not going to say greatly, but slightly a little bit more dependable. Yeah. Just slightly. Well, talking about being dependable, the kickers. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> Better hope them. they're dependable. Love I do think them. that that sets us apart, that we do take time to talk about kickers. But I'm telling you guys... Even though I'm still not drafting them to the last round, they do matter, people. They do they, matter. They do matter. And, and I have to say, this is, this is why you want to look at waiver wires is specifically for your kickers and defense because every week you could have somebody different and they could score you just as many points as the sure guy you thought you drafted. So, you know, definitely keep an eye on that. We do have the top tier, you know, the Walsh, the, you know, the typical ones, Tucker, Dawson, Prater, Bryant. Um, but if people in your draft start picking kickers early, 
you know, higher than the last round, obviously. Do you jump on the bandwagon or do you say, screw it, I'll wait? Um, this gets a hell no. <laughs> and I don't know if I can make it any stronger, but I would. Uh, no, the last pick of my draft every year is the kicker and a discussion. Uh, but there are two things that I do look for, and I think it's really important that I list them in order. Number one, can they kick 50-yard field goals? Literally, you can just put them in order of 50-yard field goals from last year and pick based on that for your order. And then number two, who has a crappy offense? Who's going to get stuck in the red zone and is going to have to kick the ball? That is the guy I want. (laughs) Janikowski, I'm calling you. (laughs) Uh, I got your number. I love you. Uh, I do love that you do look for a bad offense because it's so true. Like, what team is like just below mediocre? Like, you're you're good enough to get into the red zone, but you never can actually score a touchdown. No, that that's what you want. <laughs> I want a bad red zone offense. Yeah, I'm calling exactly. You. Um, let's say someone does go rogue and picks up a kicker early, as I have Ashley. done in the past, and oh you know, will not do probably not do again. Um, there was a clear top two kickers last year, and that was Blair Walsh and Steven Goskowski scoring 168 and 166 points, respectively, last year. Now, if you're in a 10-person league, you know, the 10th best kicker scored 142. That's not that much of a spread. So, like no. Courtney's saying, you know, when you're comparing that fourth best kicker to, like, the guy that's, like, 10th, it's, it's not enough to make a difference to, you know, really be super, super concerned about that. That's less than one point a week. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree. You know, we've talked about this on previous shows. I, I'm into names, and I like names. And there's a lot of fun names in, in kicker land. You know, Jankowski, Zer- I can't even pronounce them. They're so awesome. Um, Tucker. <laughs> Tucker, I mean, that's awesome. I just love that. I just want to draft him just so I can say, Tucker, Come don't on, be Tucker. a fucker. You know, just just so much fun. Um, with all those wow. kickers switch up, <laughs> all the kickers switch ups this year. Which kicker with a new team do you think will have the most successful year? You have Dawson in San Francisco, Graham in Cleveland. I mean, Ashley, I know you're gonna pick Graham, right? Acres slash Rugland <laughs> in Detroit, and Tynes in, in Tampa Bay. Who who do you think is gonna be the most successful this year? Um, I think we're back to my theory, and I'm going with Graham and Cleveland. Although Cleveland is looking better than usual, so I might need to go Tynes and Tampa Bay. But basically, I'm going to look at maybe their preseason yardage total for their offenses and pick which one was worse. That's right. It's that technical, people. Just go for the bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with Tynes and, and Tampa Bay. I think, you know, a lot of people wanted him. Um, when he got released, and he's old. He's 34. He's older, I should say, not old. Um, but he had 145 he's... points last year, you know, which is great, you know. And he was second with 33 field goals made, and, you know, he's an oldie but a goodie. 34, that's just right. Just right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, like, creepy this episode. Anyway. Yeah, you're creepy, and Ash- and Courtney's one dropping the F-bombs this week. I know, this is right? Really What's going on here? Come on, Tucker. Don't be a fucker. I mean, really, we all wanted to go there. No? Well, no? <laughs> I didn't, but but now I do. Now I was going to say, about. come on, Tucker, but now i got to throw a fucker in my yeah, it's Absolutely. Just, it's going to happen all season. But um, Hence the explicit yeah. rating, people. We're not <laughs> naked, but we are swearing. Uh, do you love that on our interview, he's like, well, I've never really had a problem with cussing, you know, and it's until women come on and we're like, is cussing okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just check in. Okay. Um, 
You know, I'm not really sure, Courtney, who's got the most successful year. Oh my God, I said successful. Successful year. Explicit. Um, I know. Um, but I can tell you that um, I'm most excited to see how the Detroit kicker competition unfolds. It's so rare that you have a kicker competition, you know, yeah. let, let alone one that's of actual interest that anyone cares about, right? I mean, right. people are actually to like tune into Detroit to kind of see what's going on, you know, you know, whether it be my boy Akers, you know, who has one of the longer foots in the league, you know, like Brand's talking about, or the trickster over the Rugland, you know, it's going to be entertaining. You know, technically Akers is the starter, but you never know, you know, one misstep. And Ruglin could be in. So, you know, with that said, I wouldn't draft either one of them, but I'm excited to watch. Oh, I want Megatron and Kickalicious this year. That's what I want. We'll see. <laughs> and I also want an awesome defense. You know, for the most part, you will always draft defenses and the kickers last. You know, historically, especially players, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, you know, they're the breadwinners of your team. Um, they will get you the most points, and generally this is true. But last year we saw some you know, huge performances from defenses. I mean, there were times that your defense was literally the highest scoring player on your team that week. Uh, you know, for example, defenses, you know, averaged 16.57 points against the Cardinals over the last final weeks of the regular season. I mean, that's a better average than all of the three running backs and every single wide receiver recorded for the entire season from that team. <laughs> um, and, you know, and the Bears defense and special teams scored 10 touchdowns last season, you know. So due to the fact that, you know, some defenses had huge games, like the Seahawks' 41-point game. It's crazy. Um, do you guys think that people will take a defense before the 13th round? I mean, has their fantasy value and defensive fantasy value increased from last year's performance? You know, I think if you like the look of your team, uh, and you can draft a rock star defense a little early, um, I'm okay with that. I think 13th round may be a little high, but, you know, with Von Miller, um, being suspended for six games. I don't think Denver's D is going to go that high anymore. Um, but, man, if I can get Seattle, I'm, I'm going to get them. Yeah, I mean, in a word, for me, no. But the longer explanation is I'm still a little hazy about all these teams that were rock stars last year. The Bears have a new coach and a lot of new players. The Seahawks seem to have a PED problem that's just outrageous. <laughs> especially on their defense. So who knows who's going to be suspended. And then the Ravens are just a completely new team entirely. Like, I don't, I don't even know what's happening on their defense. I, think, I still think they're going to be great, but I'm not quite sure they're going to be great to the point where they should be drafted super high. So I love all those three, but I'm probably not the one that's going to reach for them. I understand the people that do based on last year especially, but it's probably not going to be me. You know, it sounds like it was 41 points worth of performance-enhancing drugs, Brandon, there with the yeah. uh, <laughs> Seahawks. Good Lord. Uh, I agree. I don't think – I mean, I do think last year was a nice wake-up call to pay attention to your defense, you know. And I don't think it will really change your drafting strategy, though. But I think you will pay a lot more attention to the matchups um, and waiver wires than you did last year because of that, because there is that potential from last year to get some huge points that maybe you're going to be paying a little more attention to that waiver wire to see who's, you know, maybe going against the Cardinals or the Jets and you want that team. And, and because there are some, you know, possibly some huge points there. Um, you know, with that said, I mean, do you usually, or would you draft more than one defense this year? 
Uh, I'm going to go with absolutely not. <laughs> it depends on, I mean, of course, if you're in a really deep league and everyone else is drafting two defenses, then yes, you are being basically held up to do so. Uh, but other than that, listen, they're all one-night stands to me. I just play you if you're playing the Jets. I just play you if you're playing a really bad team that's going to show itself in the first couple weeks. And I just keep playing whoever's playing them. Uh, it's, it's worked for me in the past. It's kind of what I'm into. I, you know, I definitely don't want to double invest. Right. Yeah, I'd say no way. I mean, uh, no way. Uh, if you have a rock star defense, they can win you a game. But you're just hoping that the defense doesn't lose you the game, you know? And Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I just think that, which is possible in some cases. Um, so, again, this is just where you want to watch the waiver wire. And, you know, if your team's on a bye or they're not as great as you thought they were going to be, yeah, pick up whoever's playing Oakland, whoever's playing the Jets, you know. It's San Diego. San Oof. Diego, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd say no way. Uh, you know, it's I, I kind of like what you said, Byrne, about the, you know, if you're in a league where all of a sudden everybody's drafting two defenses and then you're kind of kind of yeah. have to because then you may not have a defense to choose from. Um, I, like, I think it all depends, you know, on the chance of you have the opportunity to pick up two killer defenses like the Bears and the Seahawks. A, I don't that's not going to happen. No, period. Um, you know, and, and I guess for the most part, the last few picks are pretty expendable other than your defense and your kicker. So, you know, you know, who do you have to start? But your last two or three guys, you will have, you know, more than likely will not be on your team at the end of the year. I mean, these are the kind of guys that are your moving chips throughout the season and be like, all right, which one of these guys can I trade? to pick up that defense or that kicker that I need, or my running back was hurt. I need to pick up a different running back based on the matchup. So, I mean, for me, I don't really see a point in it, but like you're saying, if, if people are picking two defenses, then, then maybe, maybe. Maybe. This is the one chance they're going to jump on the bandwagon and possibly pick up a second D if everybody else is. And you know what? This is big in, in deep drafts. Like, I, I just have to say, if you are in a 14-team league... It's just the rules are different because the waiver wire is so thin. So then you, so need, thin. you need to be smart. Other than that, if you're in like what I call a reasonable league, because <laughs> let me tell you, if you've played in a 14-team league, you know it's irrational. Reasonable. You love it, but it's irrational. Uh, then you don't have to do it at all. You know what else is unra- irrational? Way to be under time, ladies. I know. It's like our first time under an hour. What? Cruise through called it. Whoa. Having iTunes. I know this is what it is. <laughs> it's the good mojo of the good day. Good karma coming our way. I like it. I like it. Well, that does conclude our show. We made it. Woo. 50 some minutes. Woo. I think we're doing great. You know, good luck in your fantasy drafts this week, everyone. Yay. You know, Draft your kicker last. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Hopefully we answered some of your questions with our questions. Check us out on HerFantasyFootball.com for our rankings, news, and much more. Chat us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. And now check us out on iTunes at HerFantasyFootballPodcast. We're so excited to hear from you. Until next week, no more faking it. (laughs)